We've um, got on the line right at the uh, present point in time. A, um, it's a very good morning to the um, chair of uh, Ticker. A very good morning to uh, uh, Councillor Vonda Malone. Thank you. Thank you for joining us. Thank you uh, for having me on the program. Yeah. Look, uh, first of all, Ticker, uh, we, we use a lot of these uh, acronym uh, these days. It actually stands for uh, the Torres Cape Indigenous Council Alliance. How did it actually get started and how did it get formed? Okay, yeah, thanks, Greg. Um, the Torres and Cape Indigenous Councils Alliance essentially is uh, 14 councils that consist of um, from Cape... Uh, in Cape York, from Cooktown, um, all the way up to the Torres Strait. And uh, this is something that's been formed uh, previously by the Cape Mayors um, under what they call FEMA, Cape Indigenous Mayors Alliance, where essentially the, um, the mayors at the time were really wanting to have a united voice, to have um, stronger um, representation of their community. And since then it's evolved into the Torres and Cape Indigenous Councils and also incorporates some of the mainstream councils, which includes obviously Cookshire and Newport Town Authority and Torres Shire Council. So this is the uh, second time you've met this year. Um, you've um, what's come out of this meeting is uh, is a like, like a bit of a catchphrase um, called "Waking a Sleeping Giant." How did that one come about? Yeah, because uh, the phrase um, that's used there is a term that was uh, put forward by one of our uh, mayors from Cape York, um, Mayor Derek Walpo. Uh, Mayor not Walpo basically has been there from the very beginning and um, he was um, very much um, putting forward the, um, the position of Tika that um, as a collective um, we are forced, uh, forced to be reckoned with in that we stand strong, united to best represent our community. Um, as opposed to individually advocating with government. Uh, we do um, have a greater presence uh, and we uh, look at what is strategically important for across our region that will benefit um, us um, as our people. So it is really just, um, I guess, making that statement that uh, TICA is very much um, um, a united um, front for uh, representation of our, our communities, which are in much need of a lot of um, a lot of services as we go remoter to um, Cape and Torres. So now the election's been run and won, uh, no doubt you'll be keeping an eye on some of the promises uh, uh, that have been made in, uh, right through the election, and uh, some of those appeared in the Cairns Post on the 17th of May, the likes of the $190 million for the Peninsula Development Road, $105 million direct funding for Aboriginal and Torres Strait uh, Councils to deliver housing, and $10 million for Lakeland Irrigation Area Dam Project, and another 5 for seawalls in the Torres Strait. So... Uh, uh, you'll be keeping a very weather eye on, on those promises, I imagine. Most definitely, and we have uh, advocated quite strongly with the, uh, obviously during the election campaign, uh, with the various candidates, and we had the opportunity to uh, meet in, in the um, days leading up to the election uh, with um, the member for LICA, um, and was, um, the message was quite strong that um, we will ensure that we work with uh, with the government that um, is successful and in this case with, uh, with the Morrison government we look forward to working with them and um, particularly with our member for Leichhardt, uh, Warren Edge. Uh, he did uh, make some commitments um, uh, in the lead up to the election 
and we have followed up with him directly in ensuring that those commitments will be delivered for our region because they are essentially things that are well and truly needed. Um, you mentioned housing, um, how that will roll out for our local council. Um, that, that was an ongoing, uh, I guess, uh, advocacy effort over the past 18 months with both governments on what whether there was some continuation with the previous um, housing program, which was Napari. But um, in light of uh, no real commitment coming through, we uh, we, we did mention to um, Member Falaika that with the 105 um, that million that's been um, promised, what does that look like for council? So there is certainly a follow-up to do on our behalf. And we've, um, we've had the back running to ensure that um, he works closely with us. Um, and that's really with us, not to us, to ensure that he understands the real issues that are important for, for our region. How do you go getting on then? Um, you, you get this um, amount of money to be delivered for housing. How do you go prioritising which community gets how much? So um, 105 is still not, not enough. Um, we did, um, I guess, want some clarity around whether that was a one-off uh, funding. And um, I believe that from our last discussion that it was initially to to um, address some of those uh, the, the high higher need, uh, and it was a, a figure around 385 houses. But uh, the Morrison government is looking at um, some further commitments, so we'll continue to to ensure that it is not a one-off funding because essentially we, we're needing 5,500 homes, and it needs a greater and a longer commitment in relation to the I guess how this will be dispersed. That's something that we still need to work with the Morrison government on how that um, will essentially make sure that it's equi equitably distributed based on needs. Uh, we all have needs with that within our region. We've all been ensuring that we have projects that are shovel-ready so that it will address those housing needs. But it will be a process in itself to ensure the equity across our region. One other one that uh, uh, seems to be jumping off the page is the Coalition's $220 million Stronger Regional Digital Connectivity Package. What, what's that one all about? So we've certainly um, communications, telecommunications within our uh, region has been high on our agenda as well. Um, throughout um, our region we have very poor communications across um, Cape and Torres and essentially if we're looking at you know, the continuation of the sealing of the PDR, the Position of Development Road. Um, you know, there's a lot of black spots in all those parts of the um, road right up to the tip. So we're working at ensuring that we continue to look at addressing those black, black spots because it also is a safety issue. And um, if, um, you know, we do want um, that road to be sealed, but then we also make sure that people are safe when they're travelling. Um, to whatever destination. So uh, communication also opens up, you know, new business opportunities. Um, it's about economic growth and um, ensuring our people are up to speed with the digital um, connectivity, um, ensuring other uh, social um, benefits, including education. <laughs> As an organisation, you know, you've only fairly uh, recently uh, uh, formed as such. Um, 
what's what's some of the things that you hope to achieve in the coming years you know that you've got sort of written down as a blueprint mm-hmm. certainly housing um, because without housing uh, we you know, don't provide all those economic opportunities for our people and to ensure that our people remain in our communities and they're able to thrive in our communities so uh, housing will be something that will certainly make sure that we would like to have some greater outcome for our community. Um, with that also the infrastructure, the essential infrastructure which includes the financial development road uh, because that also uh, provides economic opportunity. How we make sure that infrastructure is resilient um, for you know any, any other impacts of, um, of the weather. So any infrastructure that we put within our region has to make sure that it's sustainable into the future. Um, the you can see opportunities that come from the PDR in ensuring that there's um, greater access as well as affordability, because you know the cost of living for our region, the cost of um, access for food um, is really high on the agenda. Ensuring that um, there are multiple ways of affordability and make sure that people are able to families are able to grow. And, and, and be able to have um, opportunities within that environment. So there are some big ticket items. I mean, the the, um, the tourism, op- the indigenous opportunity to um, you know grow within our region is another aspect. So we are going through a process at the moment to um, fine tune um, our strategic plan and what that would look like, and obviously to sustain that into um, the next term, which will be from 2020 onwards. Um, Vonda, uh, I'd like to thank you for coming on the program and sharing that with us and uh, we'd like to sort of uh, keep that as an ongoing uh, open discussion if we uh, next time that you meet and uh, you have some outcomes that you would like to uh, let people know about via Black Star Radio. Most definitely and thank you for giving us this opportunity. We um, do value um, being able to spread the word around that um, you know, representation for our region. It's important that... Um, our elected leaders um, are working um, united to uh, get the best outcome. Thank you so much, Chair of Ticker Mayor Vonda Malone.